What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Today I sat down with Hannah Zervos, owner and founder of Palindrome Fitness. Hannah actually interned here with us at Made to Move, and now she operates a personal training studio out of her own home. I'm pretty sure Eve told her to not go to PT school, but you'll have to listen to find out that whole story. Hannah says that helping people is her purpose and movement is her passion. Keep listening to hear more about Hannah and Palindrome Fitness. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. So today, I have another Hannah with me, Hannah Zervos, personal trainer and owner of Palindrome Fitness. So thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, so tell me, what is Palindrome Fitness? So Palindrome Fitness um, started a couple years ago in my garage, and now it's turned into... Um, more of a studio, so replace the garage door, have like real oh, windows out there. Nice. Yeah, it feels legit. But it's a personal training studio, so do one-on-one personal training mostly because I find it's a little bit easier to work with a person like on their goals, mm-hmm. based on one-on-one based and in like a group training based. Um, but yeah, it's just awesome location for people to come and like feel comfortable, get strong, and work on being their best selves. And it's in your house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Best part. Yeah, exactly. So when did you get started in personal training? So I started five years ago, May 2015, when I graduated from undergrad. Okay. Um, And honestly, I graduated with exercise science. Where did you go? CFC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's how, yeah, found CFC, stayed down here. But I had no idea what I wanted to do because there's so many different avenues to go with yeah. exercise science. So decided to become a personal trainer and like figure it out along the way. So started there working at Chucktown Fitness. And then, uh, yeah, now we're here. <laughs> so you worked at Chucktown Fitness and then like, what was the transition? What caused the transition of you like, owning your own business? Great question. Definitely. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Still not sure. <laughs> You're good. So... Um, I kind of, I've always known that I was supposed to like be my own boss ever since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't really sure which avenue it was going to go into. Um, but with Chucktown, so they decided to, um, sell their business to O2 Fitness Mm -hmm. and it was a really rocky transition. And that's when I was like, you know what, this is a perfect timing to finally like go into being my own boss and like Mm -hmm. making my own rules. And then, um, yeah, it worked out well. So after Chucktown worked at O2 for just a couple months while I was transitioning into finishing like the home studio mm-hmm. and then started there in February. Dang. Mm-hmm. So how long did you work at Chucktown before you made the switch? Um, I think it was like three years. Oh, okay. Over three years. I thought you were going to say three months. I was like, wow. Right. You really just like committed to it. <laughs> you know, three months, I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own business. Right. Exactly. And then when you were little, you always knew like you wanted to be your own boss. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I, I can't even tell you. I can tell you like I was standing in my bathroom and I was in like middle school. I was like 12 or 13 maybe. And I just had this thought. I was like, I'm not going to be like a normal like, sit in a box and, like, work, yeah. like, accountant, banker. That's my, my dad was a banker, so it was like that. Mm-hmm. I just could never envision that. And then I've always known, like, my passion is helping people and, like, or my purpose is helping people in life. And, like, my passion is movement and fitness. So, like, being able to, like, combine the two together, it just it makes so much sense for where I am right now. It's probably, like, the first 12-year-old I've ever heard of, like, making their <laughs> life decision. <laughs> yeah. Like, Looking yourself in the mirror when you're like getting ready for seventh grade, mm-hmm. you're like, "This is what I'm this, do. this is it right here." Did you play sports in high school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played pretty much everything growing okay. up. Like soccer was a big one, though. 
you so you are really you're always into movement and fitness yeah definitely and then that's why you did exercise science Mm -hmm, exactly like at first I thought it was me athletic training Mm -hmm. and then that I'm very thankful didn't work out and then like physical therapy um, was the next big one because like I love rehab and helping teach people like how to like really connect with their bodies and like the healing that they can get from it so I really incorporate a lot of like the physical therapy Mm -hmm. and stuff that I learned here too into like a lot of sessions with my clients yeah so so what happened with athletic training um just you have to work a lot of hours and yeah, yeah and you don't get paid very much so that just didn't make sense to me like in college, you're working a lot. Like part of it is like clinicals in college, right? Mm-hmm. My roommate did it, and it was like every like she had to get so many hours, like Friday nights, things mm-hmm. like that, and it was just crazy. And then yeah, you graduate, and you normally have to get a master's to actually work as an athletic trainer, mm-hmm. right? And then you still don't get paid that much. Yeah, exactly. Like most of the kids in my graduate school, like they were all athletic trainers. So Dang. yeah, they had yeah had to go do it. <laughs> And, like, everyone thinks, they're like, oh, I want to be on the field. Like, I want to be an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. But, like, is it worth it? Right. Or everything else. Yeah. So how did you find that you, like, really loved the rehab side of it in terms of PT? So I found, so in high school for my junior and senior year, I actually worked in the athletic training room. Mm-hmm. So and I got to be, like, like, it was awesome hands-on training with the trainers in there. They, like, taught us how to do, like, everything from, like like stretching to like taping ankles to like doing like a lot of cool skill stuff and like that's I think where my passion started with it all because I'm like oh neat like you can see someone who's like really passionate about like athletics and it's like you get to help them get back to what they love Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's a cool relationship and then what happened with PT so obviously you're a personal trainer you own your own business where did the Mm -hmm. PT thing kind of go and you said you mentioned you worked you were here for a little bit so tell us about that yeah so I got to intern here as part of one of my classes for graduate school and yeah it was it was awesome super super fun experience um but then Eve was the one who kind of talked me out of it. He was like, don't be a physical therapist. And Which I was is like, funny because he's the owner <laughs> of this physical therapy. I mean, you didn't tell me that. Mm-hmm. I work for him. So mm-hmm. he's talked to him about that. What did he say? Why did he say? Uh, just like with how, like the whole one with insurance, how it works and like, how with a lot of like commercial PT places, like you have to have so many like patients in there at a time to like really make enough money and then when you have that many patients in their own time then they're not getting like the quality care that they need and I feel like it's just a really it's a tough system to be in right now so that was part of it and he was like look if you can go and learn all this stuff on your own just keep doing what you're doing because it'll be you'll be more financially successful that way yeah so took that to heart (laughs) you did yeah just like left and we're like yeah that's not what I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely feel that because like what he was referring to is like the classic what we call like a PT mill Mm -hmm. and it's like just a bunch of patients they don't get one-on-one care we don't get you know Medicare is not reimbursing us anymore for you know a lot of things Mm -hmm. and so that's why like so many people make their own cash-based businesses and so many things like that because it's like you said like if you're doing it and you're not the owner, you're not really doing it for yourself. Like you're not the one that's making money, but you're doing all the work. Yeah. And you were already like being a personal trainer, like you're already doing that. So why not like really excel at that? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what you've been doing. Yeah. Working on it. Yeah. <laughs> day by day. So he said something of like, you know, if you can learn a lot on your own and then use that. So like what kind of things do you feel like, you've taken and learned on your own for personal training yeah definitely another good question you're on the roll over here um first learning well like I, he told me that when I was kind of like right in the middle of graduate school so like that just kind of made me want to work even harder to like gain as much knowledge as possible there and then like with Nate who's really big into research just like mm-hmm. honing in on that like what else can I learn? It's, like, just always be learning, like, keep your ears, like, open all the time. Um, so, just, like, analyzing, like, research more efficiently, too. Um, so, yeah, because everyone thinks research, if it's published, like, it's got to be gold and quality, mm-hmm. and then you realize in school that it's actually 
the opposite. Yeah, exactly. And that... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that was, like, really eye-opening. And so, like, that was awesome to learn. And, like, that's what I try to educate my clients on. Because, like, there's so much information out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people struggle to, like, know what is right and then what's right for them. So to be able to, like, help teach them and, like, give them the skills on how to, like navigate through that is like what I just like hope to achieve yeah and that's awesome because that makes your patients independent you know Mm -hmm. like teaching them how to find it out for themselves and like how how to navigate it themselves rather than teaching them to always like rely on someone to tell them the right answer yeah absolutely and like I feel like we see that as a problem when everyone just like searches you know back pain and they webmd like everybody talks about like webmding Mm -hmm. but there's such a gray area like in PT and personal training and rehab, like some people are like, Oh, dips are bad for you. Mm-hmm. And then some people are like, Oh, dips are really good for you. And it's like, why do they have to be either? Like, right. what, is it, what does good mean? Like, what does bad mean? Exactly. It all just depends on the person that's in front of you. And, and mm-hmm. there's so many other things going on. Exactly. Like, that's what I try to distinguish between it's like, All right, like this is goal based. So, like, mm-hmm. dips, and it might be really bad for you if you have some messed up shoulders, but like, it could also be like really good for you if you're che- looking to achieve something else. So, like you said, yeah. Yeah. Individual like, based. There aren't people, I think people think that, like, I think there was like a men's health article that was like this guy mm-hmm. who literally had like five exercises and he was like, These are horrible for you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, in what sense like if you don't want to use your arms like (laughs) I don't I don't know like I think there's some people that think that like move these certain movements are inherently bad for you but then it's like if you were if your body can do this why would that be bad for you you may be Mm -hmm. doing too much like right I'm not going to go pick up a 50 pound dumbbell and bicep curl it like I'm literally not going to be able to do it yeah if I did it it might hurt so yeah probably bicep tendon there no big deal I'm still working on, like, the 20s, like, the 25s, mm-hmm. you know? So, so what was the transition like in working for Chucktown in O2 and then having to, like, make your own business? Because there's so much that goes into that, right? Yeah. Did you have to get – did you have a business coach or did you figure it all out for yourself? Yep. So, I, I actually had a business coach. Okay. Um, and that proved to be, like, the most helpful through everything. It was – I learned so much behind the scenes, like, how to, like, talk to people, how to reach Mm -hmm. out to them, um, and then, like, how to put everything together, because, like, with exercise science and my background, I didn't really have much of a background in business at all or, like, know how to get my feet wet, so that's why I, like, figured it was worth the investment to have someone teach me what to do, because, like that's like what I'm doing to someone else you know like I'm teaching them how to do something so like why wouldn't I hire someone who has all of this knowledge who can help me in that same way so then it's like we're just helping each other excel become a little bit better selves like worked hard towards our passions kind of thing yeah like we're all learning how to teach people what we love to do yeah and like if everybody did that Mm -hmm. I feel like the world would be a better place (laughs) so much better you do what you love to do and then you teach more people about it like you're Mm -hmm. helping so many people you're doing your passion yeah yeah that's great absolutely so it's so where did you find the business coach how did you go um it was through oh man what's it called he actually kind of popped up on my feet like Facebook or Instagram and he had been popping up for a long time um but it was Sterling Griffin it was oh, what was it called um something academy I can't remember the exact name it's been a minute since I did it but it was it was great I mean I learned so much from it and just the process with how to like go about gaining clients like they have a lot of like good ways to Mm -hmm. just bring in an audience so yeah but it was definitely an investment and I don't necessarily know if like that would be the best coach to go with in the future um but there's definitely a lot of wonderful coaches out there so many I feel like that's been such a new Mm -hmm. thing about business coaches yeah especially in the fitness world Mm -hmm. because I think maybe people think that people just like walk in our door and they're like I want you to help me, and I want to lose all this weight, and I want to work hard, but like, right. I don't think people realize the work that goes into actually showing people how you can help and, like, providing people value before mm-hmm. they even call you, and, like, how to reach out to 
to your ideal client and, and all yeah, those things. Absolutely. And then even like know how to like narrow down like what is my ideal client? Yeah. Like how do you get there? I'm still and working then, on that. <laughs> me too. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. I think it changes, right? Mm-hmm. It definitely does. But we don't get any of that. I was exercise science too and I feel mm-hmm. like exercise science is built to be like a foundation that you either have to do athletic training or PT or med school or graduate school or research. Right. And a lot of people graduate with it and they're like, what do I do? I did what I loved in college, and now I don't... Because they, they don't mm-hmm. give you business classes. Right. They don't teach you how to make your own... Like, you know, how to do anything mm-hmm. in terms of... Other than just calculating ATP. Yeah. Like, how many classes <laughs> did you calculate ATP on? Oh, my gosh. Too many. <laughs> Even in PT school. I was like, didn't we do this, like, yeah. a week ago? Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that, you know, with your clients? Isn't it super useful? I mean, it's usually every, every session. I'm like, all right, guys, we have our quiz again, so tell me. It's ridiculous. We were talking about that the other day. Like, there's so many other things that mm-hmm. we can learn. I know, yeah. It's like, I understand, like, the basis of, like, why you need the knowledge, of course, but then, like, you have to expand on top of that, like, figure out how to put it all together as more systems-based than just, like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, the mitochondria. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oxygen. Yes, exactly. So, your ideal client. Mm-hmm. What is your ideal client now? Have you narrowed it down? I'm sure you've had to. Right? It's like, it kind of falls into two categories. Um, originally, I would have told you, like, women, like, are mm-hmm. definitely my niche. I work, like, really well with, like, women between the age of, like, 24 and, like, 30-ish and then, like, 50s mm-hmm. and plus there. Um, just connect with them really well. And then... For men, it's usually, like, in, like, their 30s, and then, like, late 20s, early 30s, and then, um, like, pretty much 65 and older. So, really weird. I know it's, like, yeah, really weird. what are the weird. gaps for, you know? I just, it's just how, like, over the years, how my clients have, like, mm-hmm. kind of literally stayed in, like, these kind of target age ranges. Um, I no reason to rhyme there. It just, I guess, that what works. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's funny that... You say that because I kind of feel the same way in terms of, like, I think a lot of people assume that, like, oh, you're going to work well with people that are like you. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, 25-year-olds or, like, people that are younger. Mm -hmm. But I actually, it sounds like you do, too, like, enjoy working with, like, older populations or, like, moms, dads, like, people with kids and, like, people Mm -hmm. that have, you know, stressful jobs. But do you have any kids? No. I don't either. So, like, why do we feel like we can relate and, like, help these people so much when, I don't know, is it just, like, a different outlook, maybe? I feel like with them, like, I connect well with people who, like, have a desire to learn or, like, want to change and definitely see that a lot. And I feel like I learned so much from, like, my older population Mm -hmm. and even the the younger one, too. But I feel like maybe that's why I'm, like, drawn to each other because, like... To have, like, a longer, like, to work on, like, longevity, mm-hmm. like, it's good to surround yourself with, like, all different age ranges, because, like, you have, like, a different perspective that you can learn yeah. from each of them. So, I mean, that might be why, yeah. potentially, but... That's true, and they all, like, kind of help each other, too, at least, like, in your brain. Yeah, yeah. So, you said goal-based, mm-hmm. right, like, with your clients. So, what is the process like of, like, say I'm a client, I come to you, and I want to get started, like, I want to train. What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, awesome. So you first start off with a phone call, a 10-minute introductory call, and basically learn more about, like, the client and what they want, and then it gives them an opportunity to ask, like, questions about who I am. Um, And then if, like, that conversation goes well, then I invite them to an introductory, like, eval, Mm -hmm. and they come over to the studio, and there we go through, like, measurements, functional movement assessment, um, talk about goals a little bit more in depth, and just, like, really gives me a little bit more sense about them and how they move. And then from there, give them my recommendation on, like, what their goals are. And, like, give them, like, realistic expectations mm-hmm. for everything, too. Um, and then, like, if all goes well there, then move forward. Um, and then, like I said, like, everyone's so unique. Mm-hmm. So, like, it could be, like, Johnny is, like, trying to lose, like, 60 pounds. But then you have, like, Sue who, like let's say, just, like, left here, like, made to move, and, like, with some shoulder, like, stuff that she has to work through, but needs to continue getting, like, stronger, but not necessarily in, like, a PT sense, so then, like, I love working with, like, people like that, too, Mm -hmm. so just various. Return to sport, or, like, return to working out. Yeah, yeah. So, how often, so if you had your ideal situation, how often would you have someone come in? So, let's say, like, 
weight loss. Mm-hmm. Is that like three times a week? Like, do you have, do they have the option of working with you that much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can work up to like four times a week. Okay. Um, but then again, it's totally based oh, on yeah. like where they start because it could be like, let's say I like work with this one guy and he was pretty new to fitness. He had done fitness mm-hmm. in high school, but now, you know, 20 years or so has gone past. So then he like really doesn't need much at all to get him moving, especially when you're trying to lose like 60 pounds. So it was like twice a week for 30 minutes mm-hmm. and then just give like encouragement on like what to do outside of there too. So with some people like, cause I'm a precision nutritionist also. Okay. So some people yeah. want like the really in-depth meal plans. So mm-hmm. that could be part of their journey or other people it could just be like, they just need to learn how to like go do more physical activity, like walk and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's totally, totally varies. So you said, uh, like, setting realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, I feel like I kind of struggle with that because I'm, like, I want them to be able to do everything that they want to do, you yeah. know? And I'm so, like, I feel like I have to, you know, simmer down and be, like, okay, like, this might take a little while. Yeah. And also, like, honestly, you know, I just graduated in May and I'm still trying to figure out, like, what is realistic? What is a time frame? Mm-hmm. So what do you feel, like makes you good at that? Like, how does that process work of setting actual expectations for them to help them succeed? Mm -hmm. So I try and, like, set up, help them see, like, a picture of what their life looks like. I'm like, okay, like, let's say you haven't been working out and you eat out five times a week right now and you enjoy, like, going out and, like, drinking on the weekends or during the week or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, this is, like, this is, like, literally me. Um, So... But then it's, like, being, like, okay, like, this is what your lifestyle actually is. In mm-hmm. order to get where you want to go, this is what you have to sacrifice and change from this. So being able to just be, like, okay, like, if you want to do, like, a bikini, like, competition, then that means, like, everything here is completely swiped clean. Like, this is a different lifestyle that you've mm-hmm. been living. And so a lot of people are, like, whoa, pump the brakes here. Like, I'm not really ready to give up that much. So then it's, like, okay, so how can we tone back to be, like... Right, so, like, let's say you want to lose 30 pounds, but you're, like, okay, well, I definitely can't do that with the lifestyle I'm living, so now it's, like, okay, well, I can lose 10 pounds in, like, three months now Mm -hmm. by only sacrificing a little bit of how I currently live my life, so just kind of just paint that real picture of, like, what's realistic for them and based off of what they're willing to do and what they're willing to sacrifice. And, like, meeting them where they're at. Yeah. And making little changes. Yeah. I think, do you ever make them realize, like, maybe the goals that they have in their head actually aren't what they want? Like, the bikini competition, you know, people might think that they want that, and then they're like, wait, I actually don't want to live that life. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really big part of it, too. People are like oh, I want to lose all this weight, but in, like, in the reality, it's, they're just unhappy with, like, themselves and where they are, like, one of the hardest things that I have people do is, like, when they come in, I'm like, okay, can you look at yourself in the mirror right now and tell yourself that you love yourself for who you are, for where you are in this body, and it's really intense for a lot of people, because it's just like, wow, I don't, I don't like who I am right now, but until, like, they can like who they are, where they are right now, they're not going to be able to make that change either, so it's, like, helping them just, like, kind of, like, realize just where they are, who they actually are, and then, like, where you want to move from there. How do you go about that, that part, like, getting them to love themselves for who they are right now? Just help them, just, like, literally, like, just practicing in the mirror, just be like, why don't you look at yourself and do it? And usually it's just, like, a tearful moment. And that then, is intense, yeah. And it, and it makes people be, like, really vulnerable and mm-hmm. open. And, like, it's such an intense, like, to change, like, your life to, like, come in to, like, really, like, lose weight or, like, want to feel better about yourself. It's not something that you can just, like, kind of bullshit. You yeah. know, I feel like you have to, like, be, like, really real with yourself. So just helping people feel okay with being vulnerable about that. So it's... And just talking hard. Yeah. yeah yeah it's super hard it's like also having these people realize like why like why do they think they should do this like mm-hmm. is it is it for themselves is it for someone else because like we live in a world where it's like you should yeah you should look like this like you should lose this weight and mm-hmm. so I'm sure like you know we all have I shoulds in right life so it's like 
looking at yourself and being like, what do I actually want? What life do I actually want to live? Exactly. I feel like that makes you really different, like, as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. That's what I, yeah, try and teach people. And it's funny you say the word should, because, like, that's a lot, a word that people use a lot Mm -hmm. when they come in. They say should or need, and, like, whatever we say after those two words, our brain automatically, like, shuts off. Like, just, just start paying attention to it more when you use those words in life and see, like, what you actually do afterwards. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I need to do this in the gym. I need to work on this. But it's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm probably not going to unless I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. So that's where, like, the mind comes in with everything. It's all about flipping the script. How you talk to yourself is so big. So that's why, like, that mere exercise, like... You tell yourself, I do love myself. Like, I, I'm there already mentally. I'm here. I'm ready to make that shift. Where did you get all that from? Like, when did you start that? <laughs> a really good question. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It kind of started along the time, like, that I was started, like, with my business coach. I just started reading or, like, using Audible a lot more mm-hmm. um, and just started picking up on things. Like, one of the first books I read was, like, the psychology of persuasion so just like learning more about psych and how like our brain like works like both like physiologically and then like through like mm-hmm. mentality I guess the mind or whatever um but I don't know I'm just started doing that meditating just like trying to be very aware of like everything around me I guess a little bit more mm-hmm. taking more in I suppose but and it's like started incorporating it into your evals yeah so we talked a little bit before, so do you mind telling us what your logo is? So you have a tattoo of your logo. Tell me yeah. about that. Yeah. So the logo is three triangles. Not Harry Each, Potter. Not Harry Potter. <laughs> do you watch Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, obsessed with oh Harry God. Potter. My sister-in-law is, like, the most obsessed. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Um, but the three triangles, they're, like, interconnecting, and to me it looks like they're going in a circle. So, like, it tells me that, like, you can't have one without the other. And it's moving in, like, this circular path throughout, like, life. Because, like, that is life. It's always a journey. It never ends. Um, yeah. So. so, what do the three triangles represent? Oh, sorry. Body, mind, and soul. Okay. <laughs> so far. Okay. I said it in my head, I swear. I, I know, I bet you did. Yeah. Okay, so, you told us a little bit, like, about how you incorporate that. What else does that look like? So, normally, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like you think of personal training, and you're like, Joey Michaels is yelling at you <laughs> yeah. to lose weight. But that's definitely not where it is at this point. Like, mm-hmm. people aren't doing that anymore. Yeah. So, what what is different? What, how do you incorporate mind, body, and soul? Definitely. A lot of it is um, asking a lot of questions. Like, I always tell people day one with me, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but I'm asking a million questions, and it's just to help me figure out you a little mm-hmm. bit better. So, basically, from, like, asking them questions... I learn more about them and then I can like ask questions in other ways to help learn more about them to help target like like we were talking about like what do you really want out of this Mm -hmm. so it's just just learning by talking to people how long is that first eval for you 45 minutes and you get you feel like you get it I I'm so bad at like talking yeah I'm I'm like I want to know everything there is to know right I'm like oh shoot we have Mm -hmm. to do some movement and treatment too yeah it's hard to fit it all in it is it is very difficult and then each person is so different because some people they can talk while they exercise others like need that like Mm -hmm. total concentration because like I know I'm that way when I work I'm like stop talking (laughs) what are you saying sorry what yeah and then there's some people who just give you like yeah right it's good and okay. then, <laughs> tell me everything about you we just right. met come on right like, yeah but and then it's like with some of those people too it's when they you get the one more response it's because they don't know how to respond to it either so then it's like a whole different teaching aspect of like what does this feel like or does this feel good and they're like yeah but you don't get much more out of that so it's like <laughs> like well how should it feel like well that's what i'm asking you right <laughs> So it's a game of, like, cat and mouse at times. Yeah. Right. So after the eval, mm-hmm. what does it look like from there? Then we, like, get set up with our... And we schedule our sessions. And I try to keep, like, everyone's schedule at the same time, same day, every single okay. week. And then we just jump on in and get started. So, like, when you're with me, it's, like, full-on, like, personal training. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, if you want to do, like I was saying, like, the nutrition coaching... Or, like, even, like, online coaching, then that would be just, like, separate entity okay. to talk about, like, at a, at a different date, different phone call kind of thing. Okay. So, when you have the phone call, is that more of, like, they found you and they're kind of interested and then they come in and that's when, like, they commit? 
or are they already committed to an eval? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So sometimes, so like with that initial phone call, like I tell them like right at the very beginning, like we might not be moving past this phone call because it's like one thing that's really important to me about having this business is that I work well with people who like we work well with each other and it's a good relationship because one thing that I didn't like about when I worked at Chucktown mm-hmm. is they're like, okay, here are your people, which is great too because like you didn't have to do any marketing. It was like you got these people, but then you also didn't necessarily always like fit well with them mm-hmm. um, personality wise or if like they're not going to listen to you. You're like, look, you hired me for a reason. Like I'm here to help you, but if you don't yeah. want to listen, like I don't really want to work with you. Like, you might not be ready. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, so that introductory phone call is like determinant if we even move on to the eval. And then if they make it through the eval, then... If they make it through the yeah. eval. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dropping dead. Intense. You're like, sorry, you don't get to work with me. Yeah, just, so what happens if they don't? Like, what do you do then if you're like, I, I think that you'd be better with someone else? Then, yeah, then pass them along to someone else. So, like, I have someone else who trains out of the studio with me, okay. another friend, and then just from working at Chucktown, know some other people yeah. in the industry. So pass them along to someone who'd better be suited. I think that's a great point because it's, it's mm-hmm. not all about, like, having all the clients to ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And, like, like my, I don't specialize with, like, athletes, like, children athletes. So, like, and one of my friends does. So, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be able to give you the best, like, treatment, per se, that you need. So, like, why not give you to someone who's better educated and more knowledgeable in that area? Yeah. So, obviously, I understand where the body part comes in, the mm-hmm. mind. What exactly do you mean by soul? I feel like that can mean a lot of things. How do you incorporate that? Yeah, I guess that means just, like, the person themselves. So, like, like mind, I would tie in, like, meditation with into, like, learning, like, habits and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. with the soul part, it's, like, guess what just makes them, like, feel like their best selves. So, like, for me, like, combining my purpose and passion together, like, I feel like that speaks to my soul, Mm -hmm. like, right there. So, like, helping people... And just do more of what makes them feel their best self. And so that all just comes through, like, conversation and then just movement. I feel like whenever you move, I feel like, I don't know, just, like, more thing comes to you. Yeah. So. Do you ever feel like people resist that? Mm-hmm. They, they only want, you know, they're like, I just want to work out. I don't want to get in at all that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's why, like, each person's a little bit different on how to, yeah. like, approach the situation. But usually over time, people start to like be more open I feel like a piece of it is like people are like very very nervous about being vulnerable so it's like a little more closed off and then it's like okay so we'll chip away at it yeah little by little make you feel more comfortable but yeah, definitely all depends on yeah. the person mm-hmm. what do you feel like is the hardest part about like helping someone make a lifestyle change because that's what you do right you're not like oh you're you know you're just gonna work out with me for a month or for a week like it's mm-hmm. about lifestyle changes yeah so how do you go about that it's <laughs> it's oh man it's I know, like it's tough. I know it's so tough each one it it's tough like I feel like you have to listen to you have to hear it in their voice first like do they actually want this or is it like oh, I'm just not really sure yet um But then with, like, lifestyle, you have, like, habits are, like, a really big one. So it's, like, again, like, looking at every their lifestyle right now. And then, like, let's say you want to work on, like, reducing your alcohol intake. So give yourself, like, I get nine drinks to have a week. And this is how I'm going to spread them out. So, like, giving them, like, small Mm -hmm. attainable goals on, like, little aspects of their life that they want to work on. Maybe in the gym, maybe outside of the gym. Do you work on that with them in the moment? Or is that more of, like, planning on your end and then you send them kind of, like, mm-hmm. their program? How does that work? Yeah, so that's more of an in-the-moment thing. Okay. So, um, but if they want to do more of, like, the coaching, then, like, that's a different aspect, too. Because, like, when they're with me, like, on that one-on-one time, I really want to help them, like, in the gym, mm-hmm. like, learn their body or, like, get a kick-ass workout on whatever yeah. it is that day. And then... So it also puts, like, more on their plate, too, because Mm -hmm. they're not waiting for me to give them something. They're doing the work, and then they know that I'm going to ask them about that every single session, so it, like, keeps them more accountable at the same time, too. How does uh, nutrition work? Because you have your precision nutrition, right? Mm -hmm. When did you get that? Um, Man, 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm coming to you for nutrition, Mm -hmm. how would that process look? 
So right now that's more of like over like I guess online. Okay. So it's a couple phone calls. It's a little bit longer phone calls than with like the intro calls for PT. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like sending them a few questionnaires to learn more about like their home habits, what they're eating now, like their likes, dislikes, and then either do like a four or six week like mm-hmm. custom program, which can be like manipulated per person. Like writing them meal plans or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like some people want like, if like, let's say someone has like a four week meal plan, mm-hmm. sometimes they want like every single week has a different meal plan versus having like two weeks as the same meals and like the following two weeks the same meals yeah Mm -hmm. and then like that has like a coaching call also in there to check in yeah 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 what do you feel like is the biggest reason people call you (laughs) you know like what what do you sound like people want the most um seems like like a desire for change like they know like, I'll tell you about, like, one of my clients, Jay, he, like, we'd always talked about um, how he wanted to, like, lose weight and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, like, when you're ready for it, like, give me a call and let's do it. So I feel like when people are, like, really ready to commit to that change, that's usually when I get a call. Because I like to be there, like, answer any questions for, like, friends mm-hmm. that I can right now. But then it's, like, you can just kind of see, like, the fire in their eyes and hear in their voice. And I feel like that's what that initial call is normally. They're like, okay, like, I'm ready for this now. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like, do you get a lot of, like, friends and family that, like, always ask your advice, but then, like, aren't willing to actually do what you say? Yeah. Like, is it the same for you as it is for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, you're right. It's, like, if they're not ready to, like, assign value to it and, and, like, make the change, Mm -hmm. that's, like, there's no point. You know, you could write them a whole monthly program, Mm -hmm. but if they're just, like, you know okay great yeah like that's like I always ask the question first before like I give anyone anything now I'm like look it's gonna take me like a while to get this together for you and I'm happy to do it but just know it's like time on my end that I'm like inputting into you so like are you actually gonna do this because if not I'm not gonna waste yeah. my time well, I think people think that we just can like do this like it's right easy, you know that we don't have to work hard and in our specialty, and I feel like that's probably an assumption that you have about, like, most professions of, sure. oh, you do this all day, like, mm-hmm. it's easy for you, but I don't think people realize how much energy and yeah. time it takes. Yeah. It's, you you want to do a good job for those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like, you know, I, I have an uncle here that mm-hmm. does it, and I have a, people that do that. I'm like, I'll help you. Yeah. You actually will do it. Right. You actually want my help. Right. Exactly. And like, you're there, you're like, as soon as they're ready for it, actually you're like open arms. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's yeah. Go. I love that you said like fire in their eyes and like, you can hear it, like, okay, mm-hmm. like I'm ready. I'll actually do it now. Like, what do I need to do? Yeah. What do you feel like, this is a hard question. Oh, what do you feel like you're really good at? Um, I feel like I'm really good at, like, listening to people and helping them feel comfortable. Um, I try and come from a place of, like, no judgment ever because I'm like, what can I learn from this person, the situation? And I feel like that usually helps people just feel more at ease when we're talking and just kind of, like, getting out information that normally wouldn't. And then, like, from, like, that's, I guess, more, like, mind kind of side of it. And then from the body side, I just... I try and help people connect with their body in a different way, just, like, through, like, visualization can, like, help you connect better with, like, muscles and everything, Mm -hmm. so, like, just teaching them, like, different techniques on, like, okay, this is what you thought you were feeling, but this is what you're supposed to feel, kind of thing, um, so I guess those are two strengths. What do you feel like you struggle with? What's a weakness for you? Um, another good question, man, back to back here, two in a row. Um... (laughs) I guess something to struggle with too is like me always like opening up being vulnerable because I feel like I have to show like a sense of vulnerability Mm -hmm. for my clients to trust me and then always feeling comfortable doing that at the same time and to try not to blur the line of like coach and like friendship so that's always like an interesting dynamic how do you like how do you go about that right now um, trial and error. So I definitely like, struggle with that too. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have given like this much information. Like, try and keep more cards to the chest to show you, to still show yourself as like a, in a position of authority kind mm-hmm. of thing, and so that they still respect you. Like when you're saying, like, telling, teaching them as a coach too. So it's like, okay, well, this worked for this person. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said this. This is how I can say it different for the next person. 
So lots of failures. That's how to do it. Yeah. It's like after every patient or client, you're like, okay, like I could do better with this. You know, it's, yeah. I feel like I get done with every, like every hour and I'm like, okay, well, I think I could have done that better. Like I did that well. And then you just, it's like constant reflection and improvement. Yeah, exactly. What are your, like, what are your short-term goals? Let's talk like six months to a year. What do you want to Mm -hmm. accomplish? What are you working towards now? Um, right now, so I'm going through some rebranding right now. So yeah, I'm working with a graphic designer and so I'm really, I guess what I should have said, my big, biggest weakness is social media. Really? Horrible at it. And it's a lot. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I haven't practiced enough and like, does it make sense? Like the more reps you put into something, the better you get at it. So it's just going through that right now. Um, so doing some rebranding. So trying to revamp all social media. Um, and then just working on expanding like online coaching and because with the world we're living in today it seems like that's what we're going to be mm-hmm. for the time being yep and uh so figuring out how to best interact with like clients like over zoom who live like in california you know it's like how do you like make this a really good functional program where you're teaching people like how to squat properly but you can't like be there to touch them so just working through a lot of like online programming is a big part did you recently start that because of covid or were you already doing a lot of online work so i started i got my feet wet with it prior Mm -hmm. to covid and then covid was kind of like right the kick in the ass that you need to like okay like this is how the world's changing like right exactly so a little bit of that good pressure yeah it was Mm -hmm. like you either have to do this or you're gonna fail yeah where did you like do you have clients in california yeah like where do you get those clients how do they find you just it's a lot of um word of mouth like that's really most of how i get everything dang Mm -hmm. that's awesome so it'll be nice to like work on the social media side Mm -hmm. and get more people to come in yeah that way so long-term goals so let's say Mm -hmm. like three to five years where do you see yourself yeah, so, like, three to five, probably on closer to the five-year end, I would love to have, like, I guess now I'd call it an all-in-one center, mm-hmm. um, but just, like, an area that has, like, like PTs, like, strength coaches, like, nutritionists, like, cool, like, food, healthy options, so maybe, you know, like, I don't know, it looks like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Just, like, this cool, awesome place you go into where you can get, like, really healthy food where they can teach you about it, mm-hmm. and then they can help serve, like, your body, mind, and soul in, in yeah, this area. All in one. Yeah. yeah, just bring together the most brilliant minds in each category because, like, I'm not the smartest in anything, so, like, helping to find all the smartest people come together. How do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> There's so like, many. Like, talking to people, you know? Yeah. Like, see who, like, fits with you. Like, who fits with your personality, your outlook on life, and just try and help people be better humans. There's, I've had a lot of people on this podcast that have said the same thing of like, I wish I had like an all-in-one yeah. like medical healthcare complex, but yeah. not, nothing against the why, but like not, like not the YMCA or like right. not a doctor's office, but more of like, I don't want to say CrossFit gym, but I feel like that's, that's a closer mm-hmm. thing, you know, just like a, a fitness complex and you have everything in it yeah yeah so I, mean, I feel like I have a few people that want to do that like, well it's perfect it's about, not, you know it's about like are they your person like do you connect with that person do you work well with them because we can have many of these places mm-hmm. yeah but it's interesting like everybody are, always says that I wonder why it hasn't been done like mm-hmm. has it been done yet are there places like that other than apparently um Korea has some oh nice I think out I think out west, like Arizona they have something, but it's more similar I don't know if like nutrition was a big part of it, but had like chiropractor okay. and like PT strength coach in there. I think that was more like athlete based. Yeah. Um than like I wanna have be like every your average Joe based. Yeah. 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 Wellness complex. Mm-hmm. So that's five years. So what do you like how do you start that, you know? That's a great... Like what are the steps to get to that? It's, I guess, just, like, build, like, one, I think it has to be building the social media on that, so feeling comfortable interacting with people there. Um, and then just keep making connections with people um, and, like, seeing where how other people are doing it. 
So, yeah. like, having an opportunity to, like, come and intern in here, like, getting to see how unique this place is. Like, it's so cool. So, like, getting... It's only like remixing. Like, you take ideas from mm-hmm. each different place you go into and you find what you like and what you don't like and you throw it into your own. So, I guess it's just more experience and interactions. Yeah, definitely. And then just, like, networking and meeting people and realizing, like, how you want to do things differently. Yeah. Especially yeah. because 12-year-old you already told you <laughs> that you were going to be your own boss. <laughs> how to do it. Definitely. How to do it, yeah. So, what would you tell someone that, like, what would you tell a personal trainer that was in your shoes that's, like... I, I want to do something else, but I don't know what, I don't know how, what would be their like first step? I guess like get like really real with yourself and be like what you're doing right now. Is it like helping you move towards what you want to do or like what's holding you back? Um, and then just keep learning, man. Just keep reading books. That's the biggest thing that like really jumpstarted this whole thing was reading so many books to figure more about myself. Like, once I figured out more about who I was, then it was so much easier to, like, move out and see what I actually wanted to do. So I'd say first start with yourself. Like, maybe it's personality tests. Maybe it's, like, Ayurvedic medicine. Like, however you want to look at who you are, like, just just start figuring it out. So you said there was a book. It was, like, The Psychology of Persuasion. Was Mm -hmm. that? What other books... Like, what's your favorite book? What are you reading right now? Um, right now, well, I'm in, like, this book club right now, and Mm -hmm. we're reading books all by, like, um, black authors, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's called Cast, so it's talking about how there's still cast systems here, so that's, like, a little bit off topic. Yeah. Um, but other, like, Brene Brown, she's awesome. You talked about vulnerability a lot, and Mm -hmm. she talks, like, that's her thing. Yeah. Yeah, her stuff is super powerful. Yeah, like, yeah, she's great. Um, what is it called? Like, the laws of human nature, because, like, I feel like when you understand how other people are going to act and react to things, it helps you kind of prepare for how to handle them. Um, what else? Um... What is it? I don't know. I have a whole list There's of books. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah. I definitely need to read more. Just you know, Like you said, like learn more about yourself and then how other people work. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite? What's your favorite way to work out? Um, I of exercise. St- like strength training. Like pretty much any, like anything. Like I'd rather like lift heavy weights <laughs> than yeah. have to do any form of cardio. That's funny. That's very much like Nate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's like, your favorite lift? Ah, uh, love deadlift. Yep. There it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What is your perfect day? So this is hard. I've been struggling with this. Okay. Like, for our for me to move, mm-hmm. we're all trying to talk about like what is our perfect day? Like how do we get closer to that? And I'm like, I'll wake up at like seven seven thirty, have a huge brunch, mm-hmm. walk my dog, and then I'm like, wait, when do I have to work? Yeah, so that's what I'm struggling with. But what mm-hmm. would you say your perfect day is? So perfect day, like assuming I get plenty of sleep the night before. Yeah, be... so this is not a Saturday where you win the lottery mm-hmm. and you get to go out on a yacht. That's another option. This uh-huh. is like a work day. Work day. Um, wake up at four a.m. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, I just almost took my water out. <laughs> I was like, you're kidding, right? No, so Very like, different. Yeah, so I was never a morning person my entire life, but that's kind of when I started with this business coach. I was like, consistency and routine is crucial. So waking up at 4 a.m. every day is like, very helpful it's hard at times like especially if I don't get enough sleep I'm not super happy but waking up at four and like taking like the first 20 minutes to like like take my dogs out feed them everything and then like I like super hydrate in the morning so I chug 32 ounces of water and that just helps get my that idea (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like because like your body uses so much water overnight to like help clear out like your gut and everything so I was like you know what like why not just jump start the day and then I always try and get a minimum of a gallon in so that that helps but then usually use that morning time do like 15 minutes meditation Mm -hmm. and then do some reading and then if I have some extra time before my first client then like hop on my computer but I try to not like turn on my computer until then um when's your first client varies sometimes yeah. five five or six a.m. and then usually work straight through until like eleven thirty twelve o'clock with mm-hmm. a couple in the afternoon also so um but let's see after that I fast so I'll, I'll eat my lunch around like one thirty ish and then get a lift in in the afternoon and then if I have evening clients do that if not walk the dogs 
um, spend some time outside. So, yeah, pretty solid day. Wow. (laughs) I feel like my perfect day just, like, doesn't even compare. I'm like, I want to wake up at Mm 7-ish. Yeah. I want to eat mm-hmm. a lot of breakfast. I don't fast. Yeah. yeah. I like want to walk my dog. That would be mm-hmm. great. I don't know. And then after that, I'm like, I want a few hours to like work on my own. And then I want to see mm-hmm. patients. And then I want to coach. And then I'm like, when am I working out? Yeah. When do I eat dinner? Like, when do I sleep? I don't know. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, super hard. But everyone's, everyone I've asked is like, oh, I like to wake up early. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I should do that. But what time do you go to bed? Usually between like nine and 10. So it wasn't an easy transition to do that, yeah. <laughs> but, but I just, I just feel so much better when I do it. Like I feel clear headed. Um, I just feel like I'm ready for the day at that point. And if I don't get it, if I don't wake up early and mm-hmm. go through that routine, like I get really anxious from it. Yeah. So it's like, that's how I know it's my body's telling me to move towards those things and like away from like the sleeping in. Cause then I'm just like, ah, oh, I missed all this time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love like when you wake up and you like get things done to, like, set your day up. Yeah, yeah. But I also love laying in bed. I know what you mean. So, yeah, there's a struggle. Mm-hmm. If, what is your thing that you're like, if everyone would just do this, mm-hmm. the world would be healthier, people will be happier. What is your thing? Like, just get them to drink water. Okay, <laughs> like, great start. Great start. Yeah. Like, drink water and get some sleep. Okay, 32 ounces in the morning, right? Yeah. And then wake up at 4. If everyone would just do that, the world would be a better place. I don't know about that, but definitely the water aspect of it, just to get more water in, because I feel like so many people struggle with it, and then it's like, end up having like cravings, and then they're dehydrated, especially if you're elderly, like, just, guys, just drink some water. Just drink some water. It's easy. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, where can our followers find you? Like, what's your website? Social media, is it, what is it? Yeah, definitely. So you can follow, like, at Palindrome Fitness on Instagram. And then for me, for my personal one, at Hannah Dunbar Service. Um, and then my website right now is currently under construction, okay. about to be unveiled. But that's, Ooh, I know, when does that happen? I know, in the next couple weeks. Okay. So, very excited about that. And that's palindromefitness.com. Okay, last thing. Here. What do you want people to know about you? One thing. Um... I'm super weird. Great. <laughs> Don't go into depth. I want people to have to figure it out. That's it. All right. Thank you so much, Hannah. Uh, thank you, Hannah. Fitness. She said she's super weird. That's all you need to know. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.